It's Thursday, February 18th. Welcome to the Plus League 2020-2021 first half recap on Taiwanese Pro Ball. I'm your host, Brian Chen. Using Daryl Morey's Pythagorean expectation, which is to the power of 13.91, when baseball uses the power of 2, every team's plus-minus in the scoring means they deserve exactly as many wins as they currently have. Braves with 10 wins, Pilots 7, Dreamers 5, and Lioneers with 3. We'll break down the details after this. Before we get started, I wanted to thank the guests who have been on the Plus Basketball Weekly. Andy, Aaron, Rock, Jim, and Kenneth. Hopefully we'll have more guests on the Plus Basketball Weekly program. To quickly recap week 8, Saturday the Dreamers got their first win over the Braves winning the game in the first half. Ling Junji stepped up with 17 points, the first time scoring double digits. In the evening it was the Lioneers turn to lay an egg, losing by the biggest margin in the league history and setting the new quarter scoring low at 11 after holding the Pilots to the previous low of 12 the previous weekend. Sunday, January MVP Anthony Tucker returned to the lineup and led the game in scoring with 26 as the Dreamers continued their high percentage shooting and the Lioneers continued to flounder. And a big surprise was the Braves having a consecutive letdown. Lowest field goal and free throw percentages with no juice in the second half. While the Pilots shot 50% from the field and saw a return to form by Kadeem Jack who slammed in 21 points after being held scoreless the night before. I wrote a page on each team on their first half and what to look forward to in the second half schedule. Let's get to it. Now that every team has defeated the Braves once, let's look at the ingredients that it takes. What you don't need is to out-rebound them, to shoot more and hit more free throws, or to control your fouls under 20. What you could use but don't need, more steals and less turnovers, the Pilots, shoot a better percentage, the Dreamers, or play them at your house, the Lioneers beat them and Taipei. What you do need is to score more than 97 points to out-assist them and shoot above 40% and you'll have a chance. Charles Garcia has emerged as the Braves' most productive player with 23 and 14 rebounds in 7 games played. Michael Singletary has finally gotten into form and has 3 straight games in the 20s scoring-wise. He's not an efficient scorer, but no one would say he shies away from contact. All the Braves import players seem to thrive in physical games. Ihor Zaysev still plays defense at a high level. He sure has had a rough weekend when we last saw him. 14 turnovers, three of which were on offense. The rough play to begin the year in the eyes of the referees, and now the other teams are upping their own physical play with him, has seen him not as intimidating as before. With their domestic players, Jet, Jack, Lewis, and Lai Tigan have played in all 13 games. A good mix of positions and ages. Jet is number 10 on scoring in the league, 7th in steals, and 5th in the league in 3-point percentage above 20 attempts. Lewis is more than a shooter with his craftiness and pick-and-roll handling improving week by week. Lai Tigan seems to be an immediate turnover machine for his opponents. Jack had three straight games of 10 rebounds, and his high percentage shooting has generated some Rookie of the Year buzz. We'll mention the others as we go. Jack is a very willing runner and good hands to catch passes cleanly in transition to reward the fans with dunks. He's also a very disciplined defender, and his block shots come with his hands straight up. Beast has played in 10 games. Only four have been on consecutive days. In stretches, he looks like the best player on the floor, in control of the entire defense and finding the open man. They say he's a point forward and his assist to turnover ratio of 2.05 backs that up. 
some rebounds, he skies way above everyone else, proving he's still got it. Balancing his rest and rust from not playing will be interesting through the rest of the way. The Braves continue to lead the league in scoring at 98 per game, rebounds 58.5, and two-point scoring percentage at 50% thanks to Garcia and Zicef in the half court, and everybody running on fast breaks. Oh, and another scary fact, the Braves are 3-0 when it comes to 5P to 2.30 back-to-back games on the road. The Braves have eight games at home for the rest of the way after being very good guests, only committing 16 fouls per game as the road team, way below the league average of 20. You'd expect their home three-point percentage to improve on its current 22%, so they'll be even more dangerous the rest of the way. When you talk about how competitive the Pilots are with the Braves, start with their defense. Opponent field goal percentage held to 38.6, which is the same, while dishing out more assists, 21.6, and lead the league in three-point percentage at 32. Talk about the impact of Quincy Davis, Kadeen Jack, and Davon Reed. The Pilots are the only team with more than one player averaging more than one block per game. Pilots have three. That has led to 5.4 blocks per game and holding their opponents to the lowest two-point shooting percentage at 41%. But of course, so much of the scoring and rebounding load falls to these three. 59.5 points and 34.5 boards per game. In particular, Davon Reed is the MVP in the league right now, if you ask me. If there's one area of weakness out of all the usage they get out of Reed, it's his high turnover rate of 4.8 per game. One of the most inconsistent starters of the league has to be Sijing Yao, averaging 12 points a game. He looks very lost in some of his play. In their two wins two weekends ago, the Pilots scored 208 points and Ayao only scored 18 on 15 shots. He does shoot 35.2% from deep, which is 8th best of the shooters with more than 20 attempts. However, he only averages 56% from the line. Pompong has also left something to be desired, only averaging 4.5 rebounds in 26 minutes and 5.5 points. With him, it could be just an effort thing. On Sunday, he looked... Another guy who has played every game is Guan Dayou, the smaller defensive stopper. The 23-year-old will be going between leading the team in plus-minus and starting but playing less than 15 minutes in a win. One thing he'll have to improve on, along with the other small guards in the league, is to finish around the rim with better efficiency. Maybe not a serious contender for Rookie of the Year, but certainly on the ticket right now. A lot has been made about how everyone needs to play with more assertiveness and shoot with confidence for the pilots. That must be from a temps perspective as their Buntu players shoot for the best average at 41%, take Q out and that goes down to 38, which would be only lower than the Braves. But without Q, 36 attempts would be the lowest by 10 shots per game. The biggest thing to note about the Pilots in their second half is three home games gapped by eight road games. And just announced today, Talion Arena will be open with limited seating this weekend. Oh, by the way, they added a familiar forward in Julian Wright. In my eyes, a pretty big shakeup. There's still a lot to be learned on how the Pilots will operate going forward. The Dreamers have played six games at home and six on the road, and in both categories, they average 92 points per game. At home, they shoot slightly better at 39%, but they work hard in other categories on the road. Way more rebounds, more assists, and getting to the line more often. Go figure. Dreamers have an unbeaten record against the Lioneers and a winless record against the Pilots. One of the biggest matchup issues is Kadeem Jack. He would be the league MVP if the Pilots only played the Dreamers. Coach Kyle Julius has to balance two things. 
coaching up a competitive team and developing the young players. One of their conditions for winning is plus 40% shooting from their import players, who average a league-high 46% of the team's shots. Anthony Tucker has shouldered the burden of a high-volume ball handler. He leads the league in three-point attempts at 111, hitting 37. The biggest hurdle for him to earn import player MVP is playing against the Braves. 16, 16, and two points in the three games won't do it. Stephen Hicks has proven to be a very productive player, very efficient scoring, especially close to the basket. Lots of rebounds, assists, and steals. The Dreamers seem to like him against the Braves. Of the four games Hicks has played, three were against the Braves. Jaron Young is perhaps the most dangerous steal and coast-to-coast -coast guy. Unlike Hicks, the stats aren't on Young's side, but his contributions really is on defense, which is harder to measure with items such as deflected passes. But development doesn't mean playing poorly. The Dreamers also have a lot of room for growth this season. It's well known they have the biggest group of youngsters, and also of their five wins, only one time did their domestic players shoot above 40%. Let's uh, review who those youngsters are. JJ Chen Zhenjie is 23 years old, graduate of Granville University, hasn't seen much playing time. Bulky center Tank is 24, trying to string together good stretches to earn a third stint every game. Aji, who's 23, definitely a spark plug player who is as quick as anyone with the ball in his hands. 20-year-old Jonah Morrison's 39% three-point shooting is third in the league, and you could tell he's getting tougher against the bigs of other teams. Yang Sun Yin is 24, one of those little defensive specialists who really needs to hit his open threes. Randall Walko at 22 presents the biggest potential in terms of natural gifts of length and athleticism. Amigo is second in the league in two-point shooting percentage at 60.5 and maintains a 30% from beyond the arc. He's the competitive edge for the team. Lee the Wei has also done more than hold down the center position and has been great value hitting 40% of his 37 threes. Just one more home weekend in Zhanghua, then five road games and four games in Taizong, which is close but not quite home for the Dreamers. Can the Dreamers find road success in places other than Xingzhu? Now to the last team, the Lioneers. They shoot a league worst 37.5% from the field and defend the worst, giving out 96 points per game. Not that Julian Wright is an incredible initiator of offense, but he was comfortable with handling the ball. Releasing him must mean they have a lot of confidence in LaDante Henton coming back soon. They still lead the league in steals with 11 per game, but that number has been on the downtrend, and so has their assist numbers. Hashim Tabit is getting into form. He has risen to the top of the league in two-point shooting percentage at 60.9. One thing that has improved and then faltered has been the Lioneers' entry passes to Tabit. It could be pretty comical when a guy throws the ball off the backboard because it was thrown too high and above, above Tabit's hands. He has more than four blocks in five of eight games played, but was burned by Lee, though he's four of eight three-point shooting in their last loss, where Tabit didn't even leave the interior to meet him. The best three-point shooter is Henton, who hits 40.8% of his 49 attempts. His lower leg injury has kept him out since the end of January, but word is he's not far from returning to the court. The Lioneers sure misses 23 points per game. One great thing about Henton is he only turns the ball over 10 times in 7 games, but the downside is he also only has 10 assists. The Lioneers could be agile as anyone, but their resistance to size and bulk is questionable. What could be said about Kadeem Jack against the Dreamers, the same could be said about Garcia versus the Lioneers. 
The cornerstone of the Lioneers are Evan and Oscar. Evan with his height and length and mobility should be a major asset. But his shot is out of whack. I judge shooting from the free throw percentage and he's at 18 for 34. Yikes. From 30 minutes a game down to the teens is a shame because the less he plays, the further from his best self he seems. Oscar is experiencing the same downward trend in playing time. The Lioneers have a traffic jam of smaller guards and everyone has good and bad games. The minutes are up for grabs. But some things are in favor of Oscar regaining starter minutes. He's a top three free throw shooter at 82%. His three point shooting is above average at 32%. And he has a very good assist to turnover ratio and is third in the league in steals at 2.36 per game. In fact, besides former teammate Julian Wright, Oscar is the only player in the plus league who has an assist turnover ratio above two and a steals to turnover ratio above one. The Lioneers did beat the Braves first with their best game of the year where they did shoot 47.6% from the field. They play them three straight weekends, but not for the last six games, which should be advantageous strength of schedule wise. Like I mentioned before, the Dreamers are undefeated against the Lioneers, but given that they are the next team in the standings, the last four matchups will play a huge role in who squeezes in in the third seed. The Lioneers also have three weeks where they only play one game, so fatigue and squeezing a little more out of their Zuli main guys will be interesting. And that's it for the first half recap. Three games to open the second half. Saturday at 5 p.m., the Lioneers at Pilots, where a limited number of fans will be allowed in, first time since their home opener on January 3rd. Sunday, the Dreamers at Pilots for a 2.30 p.m. tip, then Lioneers at Braves at 5 p.m. English broadcast by yours truly for the two Tallyram games. As always, the easiest way to watch is on YouTube when you search p.lee. Thank you for listening to this episode of Plus Basketball Weekly. Hope you're all well and rested from the Lunar New Year break. Taiwanese Pro Ball by Ryan Chen will be back next week. See ya!